Pod people. This is Historical AF. My name is Natalie. I'm Tina. We are a historian and a librarian delivering you the funny, weird, spooky, and morbid historical nuggets you never knew you needed in your ear holes. Yep. And in those holes is comment episode 53. 53, y'all. We're on 53. And it is anniversaries because it is our anniversary. So we thought we'd do a super amazing twin pick celebration. Just weird, wacky things that are celebrated or have happened and I learned a lot I, I really enjoyed the little nuggets I found out I did too at first I was like oh, I picked two things I'm like oh that won't be very long and then like hours later today I was like oh shit <laughs> I gotta narrow this down I get I lo- I learned so much like they're both things that I think everybody knows about but I found so much about both topics I had no idea about and like so, the details, is that what you mean? Yeah, like both have had movies, both are like, it's oh, part okay. of the consciousness of everybody knows about these two things, but I did not know like the tiny little details, and I was really excited. Yay! But yeah, this is a, a year, whole year since episode one dropped, and there's people still listening. <laughs> Yay! That's exciting. We appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. And I am celebrating with some rum and coke. Very festive. How about you? Are you, are you having a sippy sip? Uh, well, one, I prove it last as I do. <laughs> um, it's the let's get sloth. And then, but I am sporting a to go Taco Bell cup. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> sip. Sip. Um, and it has uh, some rum and dark pepper. Oh, yes. I am almost out of Rome. This is our anniversary. What was your favorite episode that you've done so far? Let's reminisce. Let's take a walk down memory lane. Well, like I remember what I even ate. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Well, I always say to this question, my favorite one is the food one, because it was the first episode I ever was on, which was episode four. And I guessed on that one. And... It was just a lot of fun, and and I liked how surprised you were that I actually prepared stuff <laughs> and not just came on. I the dead man's toe sticks with me. Oh yeah, that that one was so funny. I really that's probably my favorite money gab. I know that's not yeah that's not an episode, but like the favorite story that that's one that stays with me. Learned a lot about Japanese culture, strangely enough, through this experience a history podcaster i think that's probably my favorite thing so it's hard to pick a specific except i've learned a lot more about different countries doing this like every day i'm learning something about a different country by doing this or even our own and some well sadly and most of our own i'm like even more miserable about so i'm like let's just look at what someone else is doing (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i agree i I think my favorite, I do love the food episode just because those are some of my favorite stories mm-hmm. that I've always, like the croissant one was one of the first things I remember learning where I'm like, well, that's just a really cool story oh, yeah. nugget. Mm-hmm. And then like the Aaron Burr thing. First time I was like, man, I kind of feel oh, sorry yeah. for him. <laughs> ninja croissant stars. Like ninja yes. croissants. Just <laughs> 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 Uh, and then I always like the Rasputin episode just because that's what sparked the idea for the podcast. So that one has like a 
mm-hmm. you know, the the look on Zeke's face is just stamped in my brain of his like, what is wrong with you? And I love it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this good thing podcast. He's like, oh my god. So you know, it works. But I think every episode, I'm like, man, I love this one. Like each one, I the yeah. longer we do this, the more I love them. There isn't one I don't like in the sense that there there hasn't been a topic yet I didn't like. Like, eh, this one was all right. But no, like every single one of them, I'm like, okay, there's either a really good story or I have enjoyed the topic. I know. I've learned so much. It's like I went to school forever for history and I'm still learning every single day. I'm like, I never mm-hmm. learned any of this. And, <laughs> and then I relearned because I forgot what I read last week. You know, <laughs> It's true. It's, every time I edit, I'm like, oh, man, the time. good story. I completely <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> Especially when we record in advance and it's like two weeks later. And I'm like, I don't even remember what we both did. And it's like a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I do yeah. enjoy it. Oops. So do we want to roll to see if it goes first? If you want to add on your favorite parts, that'd be really cool too. Yeah. Weird. Weird, and that is me. That is you. And that's also what I have. Let's see. It's good because I just got the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good timing. Okay. So weird anniversaries. I thought it'd be cool to find out some of history's weirdest festivals since to me a festival especially if it happens annually is like an anniversary so i looked up some of the weirdest festivals or ancestry traditions that have happened oh i love that and i I found a few articles that have that it's funny whenever i google there's like there's always one or two articles of what i want so thank you world and google i appreciate you (laughs) um and there is an article it's called five of the world's weirdest celebrations Oh, wow. It's meant to be. Yep. All right. So this first one, I don't quite think it's weird because it is it is a religious holiday. So I don't want to say that it's weird because it's what they believe in. But it is interesting. And they do things that I would not. So we'll see how you feel about it. <laughs> and as we do, all words will be mispronounced. There we go. It's out there. So Thai Pusam Festival. This happens in various locations, so it's just a festival that is part of a certain religion, and it's celebrated, it's dedicated to Lord Marugan, the Hindu god of war, primarily celebrated by Tamil Hindus around the world on the full moon in the Tamil month of Thai. People that celebrate this start off by cleansing themselves through prayer and fasting for 48 days, they also observe celibacy and they don't, <laughs> I do like that they only eat pure vegetarian food once a day. And I, I wonder what they mean by pure vegetarian food. Like, is it vegan or yeah. something like that? So if you're listening and you know this answer, please tell us. <laughs> yes, please. They also carry a kavadi, a physical burden through which they implore for them for help from the God. This can mean something as simple as carrying a pot of milk on their head, but mortification of the flesh, like by piercing your skin, like your tongue or your cheeks with small spears or hooks is probably like the most common. Oh, yikes. Yeah, that's that's part. That's the part I'm like, oh, that's the one that got me. Because I don't even have my ears pierced. Fun fact, y'all. Oh, <laughs> like, even worse. I have a mole 
on one of my ears. So people are like, oh, <laughs> no, uh, a lot of my family are allergic to metals. That's why. And oh, okay. really the motive of the festival is to pray to the is to pray to Lord Morgan and receive his grace so that bad traits are destroyed. So you lose your bad habits and your bad traits. Oh, well, I like that. But are you willing to pierce yourself in weird places? Or you could carry the, the milk on your head. Just some kind of burden. <laughs> well, I have, I have a few piercing. I don't know about the cheek, though. That just sounds... I don't... I mean, I know people do it, but anything that goes into your mouth, to me, just seems like you're just gonna get infected mouths are dirty um, but don't you have a nose one and nose one seems really gross to me too like if you have a cold or you're sick or something yeah i guess i'm probably really? wrong. it's really not i don't notice or it. if you have really bad allergies yeah no i rip it out of my sleep that's why i'm not wearing it i, I somehow pulled it out in my sleep and i don't know where it went so Ooh, that's fun it doesn't okay. hurt. <laughs> I don't notice it until it's like days later. I'm like, oh, where'd it go? Then maybe rip it out isn't the right word you should use. Or like well, phrasing. <laughs> well, I do when it's like an L, so it just plops out. People have like the balls and stuff. That would hurt if that ripped out. But no. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that yeah. Was no. I don't do that. Because <laughs> I know me and I know I would accidentally hurt myself. So okay. well. I had a belly button ring until my surgery and then I had to take it out and then I couldn't get it back in. So I was like, eh, I'm too old for that anyway. So next up is the Tinku Festival and in Bolvia. It's held every May, and this festival starts with thousands of people. And right now that's like ah, carnival. <laughs> uh, thousands of people gathering together to dance, and it always ends in bloodshed and sometimes oh. death. Not as oh. often now. But <laughs> well, I'm glad it has that disclaimer. Not so much now, but uh, yeah, it dates back over 600 years ago that this tradition has been happening. And the Tinkery Festival is based on a religious festival where people spilt blood to ensure a good harvest from the goddess Panchamama. Pachamama, something like that. These days, it's it's like punch your mama. But, uh, <laughs> these days, it's more of a way for rival communities to get drunk and let out some frustration and beat the pulp out of each other. Some like use rocks in their hands, so they'll like they'll hang on a rock or they'll tape glass to their no. wrap glass around their fist. Yep. Oh, that's cheating. Um, in the old days, fights could lead to death, but nowadays, fights are broken up by people watching or the authorities might get involved. So basically, like I said, it's rivalry communities and everyone has a big party gets drunk and they let off a little steam. So it's not as bad. It's more like the worst bar fight possible is happening. <laughs> it's like the purge. <laughs> yeah. One day a year, you just got to get all your steam out and just beat the shit out of people. Yeah. Every rival. Yeah. Yikes. And I have mixed feelings. At least it's, it's like, I would just want to know how serious people are about the death part. I guess if you yeah. get super drunk, maybe they get pretty bad. But mm, 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 mm. Do not like. Nope, 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 nope. Next one is San Pedro Couture Latin Rites Festival in the Philippines. And this Ooh. festival is a reenactment of Christ and the crucifixion. 
It takes place on Good Friday, and it's a very dramatic play depicting the passion of Jesus Christ and his trial, suffering, death, and actual nailing (gasps) to the cross. Oh. Does somebody, like, volunteer for that? Or do they, like, get chosen? Um... So like a Hunger Games situation? Because, ouch. It doesn't say. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a lot of volunteers for it. So they probably actually volunteer and then draw a name out of the hat or something. Because yeah. other other people whip themselves using bamboo sticks, using bamboo tied to a rope. And oh. some believe that they're, some believe that being nailed to the cross or whipping themselves, that they will receive the forgiveness of their sins. Or it's a way of showing their faith and atonement. That makes sense. There are some sects, sects, of like Christianity that still whip themselves with like the cat and nine tails to like release their sins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I have a picture here that it just shows men in jeans and they're shirtless walking through the town with the crown of thorns and each of them are holding one of those bamboo sticks. And it looks like they're either whipping the person in front of them. Oh, as they walk past. Oh, man. Like a parade. And it's like, great. <laughs> um, so it's one thing to say, it's like hard. I'm like, I can't say this is weird, but I can't yeah. say I would participate this either. It's, so I'm like, definitely it's interesting. Weird is like not in a negative sense, but I think it's just odd compared to what we're used to in our culture, maybe. Like definitely don't see this yeah. on town very often. Yeah. Ever. Just interesting for an outsider looking in, I guess. And a couple more. Australia. I'm just gonna do a little quick thing about Australia. Australia has some interesting festivals in the sense that they have a race in, a, in one of their rivers that when it's all dried up, they get a boat and basically take out the bottom of it and carry it like Flintstone style. Yeah. And, then do a race. <laughs> and it has like the world record of being the only boat race canceled. If the river has water. <laughs> <laughs> I love Australia. <laughs> I love Australia except everything there wants to kill you. Like all the snakes and spiders are the most dangerous in the world. I'll pass on that part. Uh, They also have like an annual Burning Man kind of musical music festival. So it's like kind of your classic music festival where it's just all these shows. But at the end at night, everyone gets naked and goes swim. (laughs) 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 I'm like, all right. I mean, it sounds Uh, like a good time. Nobody's getting beaten. So. (laughs) <laughs> that's true no one no one quite dies so you just have to be careful and another one is they a town that was supposed to be like a one horse town kind of became a small it like seven thousand eight thousand people live there but during this one time of the year they have horse races but not the horses you think they have it's like a little board made about two feet by two and they put a stuffed animal horse on it, and then they pull it with a rope, and they have, like, their horse races. Quotation mark, airs, quotations, horse races. Oh, <laughs> stuffed so horses. <laughs> and they, there's a picture of, like, their the hotel on the street that they do the race, and it is packed. 
Oh, like wow. people flock just to see this. And I'm sure there's like other festivities going around, but that's like the main focus is the horse races. <laughs> that is so fun. <laughs> it's just so adorable. Oh, I love it. And they have tons more. So I'll, I will share the link. It'll be on our website for that. But the best one for last right now. And I think, and I totally thought of this for you, Kina. Oh, yay. I'm excited. <laughs> it's called Kanamara, Missouri. It's Japan. It's also known as the Japanese Penis Festival. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. This whole podcast. That's what I'm going to be known as. <laughs> My mom's so proud. <laughs> yep. Well, you just have all the dick jokes. I mean, like you literally uh, just said Rasputin earlier. That's true. They're never not funny. It's just, it's always funny. Yeah. Well, in this picture, there's two old women holding giant fake penises that look like cake or candy of some kind. They're huge. They're like, <laughs> The size of someone's face, like big. <laughs> so, the Kanamara Matsuri is a Shinto fertility festival. No, oh, that checks on out. The first Sunday of April in Kawasaki, Japan. It features a giant pink steel palace being paraded around with people making their own way to the Kanayama shrine. The festival is focused entirely on the penis with penis illustrations, candy, carved vegetables, and decorations. Yeah. Legend has it that a <laughs> sharp toothed demon lived inside the vagina of a young woman mm. he had fallen in love with, castrating two men before a blacksmith made an iron phallus that shattered its teeth, which led to the enshrinement of the item. Huh. Today, people go to the shrine to pray for fertility and a good harvest. And the festival is used to raise awareness and money for HIV research. Oh, well, that's nice. That's at least a little thoughtful. That has a half happy ending. <laughs> 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 but, um, sh- oh. No, I saw that movie. It was called Teeth. Right? I'm using that <laughs> so bad. There's a really cheap B movie about a girl with a vagina with teeth. And every time somebody like tries to rape her or takes advantage of her, it bites their dick off. Maybe it was based off of this. Maybe. Maybe it is scholarly. And this whole time I've been shitting on that movie is being dumb. <laughs> it is cultural. No, oh, yeah, it's a like a real demon thought. Yeah. And uh it's fun. I'm going to post this video in our comments so you can see this. So again, we do this live and people comment and Cassie mentioned that our town does outhouse races. So does, so does Mountain View or one of our Patreon brands from, and I'm really close to that, but they're famous in Arkansas for outhouse races every year. Uh, they're very fun to watch. Highly recommend. That's delightful. I know the sharp teeth is terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. This is the content people are here for. Old ladies with giant dildos. What's funny is this this one on this article, like this is putting together a couple of articles, and the one that's on, it's in the middle of the list. I'm like, God damn, why is that not <laughs> out of all of these? 
<laughs> oh, that is so funny. I think festivals are really fun because you can really get a sense of what a town is like by whatever they celebrate. So what does Little Rock do? Do we have a festival? We used to have music. Oh, so many. I mean. There's like Etsy Fest. <laughs> yeah. Music Fest, River but Fest. Main, Main Street, South on Main. They have a lot of festivals. Like every month they have something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like do all kinds of yoga for the day or um, art festivals. We have an art walk every second Friday in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know of any like super crazy ones though. More of your just basic. I don't know. I will save that for the next mini. Yeah, here we have pecan fest because we have the world's biggest pecan. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I'll share my screen real quick because it's not letting me put pictures in the comments. So share screen. Share share audio. It'll let me. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, there we go. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, wow. They look so happy. I know. It's like they're just so amused and everything. <laughs> wow. That is large. It is. And I, I don't know what it's made out of. Like candy or is it like a... And it's a carved vegetable. So like it was a giant gourd and someone carved it. I don't know. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I carve penises for the festival. And they, like, we sell thousands, like. <laughs> Put that on my resume. Mm-hmm. It's very prestigious. <laughs> Just believe me. And there's, like, all kinds. Ah, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, the faces are priceless. That's why I'm, like, y'all, you have to see this, of it, like, right now. <laughs> okay. I think it was probably somebody's grandma. <laughs> I don't know why. I would hope I'd be proud if that was my grandma. Me too. Me too. My grandma, my mom would do dumb shit and she'd be like, Alita, ladies, don't do that. Like when South Park was really big, my mom saying that Kyle's mom is a big fat bitch to my grandma. And I've never looked or seen her more horrified. (laughs) So she would, needless to say, she would not be at a penis festival. Uh, What you got? I have spooky, morbid, and funny. Uh, okay, let's put morbid and funny together. Okay. So we'll go so spooky. Let's do spooky. Because, uh-uh, uh-uh, you know, we'll need that sunshine. <laughs> and you know, sunshine on this podcast. Okay. May 16th of this year is the centennial anniversary of Joan of Arc's canonization. So I'm going to talk about Joan of Arc. And uh, she hears voices and she dies gruesomely and now she haunts place. So spooky. I love Joan of Arc. So I'm totally all for this. I know. I've learned a lot. I'm really excited. So we're going to take the way back machine to France in 1412. So okay. a long ass time ago. Jeanne, Jeanne d'Arc. Jeanne d- d- wait, I looked We're it off to such a great start. <laughs> it was like Jeanne d'Arc. Dark? Oh, man. In my head, it sounds French. <laughs> when I say it, it sounds like garbage. 
<laughs> I know. If I could just teleport whatever's in my head into this, oh, like man. everything would pr- be pronounced correctly. Yeah. In my head, I sound so smart. Oh, I know. There's just no communication from brain to mouth. No, no. Well, anyway, in English, it's Joan of Arc, was born in Dorame in northeastern France as the daughter of tenant farmer Jacques and pious mother Isabel. I can say those names. It is fine. The 100 years war is raging in Europe between France and England and a slight historical detour. The 100 years war was a freakishly long conflict that pitted the two kings and kingdoms against each other from 1337 to 1453. Long ass time. <laughs> the historian thinks there's two reasons for this shit show. So the first is that the Duchy of Guyane or Aquitaine, some say it belonged to the kings of England, but it remained a fief for the French crown. So the kings of England wanted it back, and France was like, fuck off, it's mine. And then the second reason is that the closest relative of the last direct Capetian king, Charles the Sixth, fourth, wrong one, dyslexic, <laughs> fourth. Who died in 1328, the kings of England from 1337 claimed the crown of France. So, anywho, that's a war for a different episode because it's long. And uh, it's a whole lot of, that's mine. No, it isn't. It's mine. That just sums up the Hunter's War. (laughs) A lot of of petty bullshit. So, as England gained the upper hand, a peace treaty was signed in 1420 by the French king that garnered some peace. Uh, The biggest thing to remember about this is that it disinherited the French crown prince, a.k.a. the Dauphin, not the Dauphin. (laughs) I just like saying Dauphin. Uh, His name was Charles de Voix. uh, (laughs) I exaggerated horrible French. It's going to come out. So he was accused of being illegitimate. There was a whole lot of things. But anyway, so the French guy was like, everybody's dying. Fine. You can have it. So King Henry V was made ruler of both England and France. And his son, Henry VI, succeeded him in 1422. And then England occupied much of northern France, including Joan's village of Doreme. Oh, I need a, I need a grunt more. <laughs> <Dorame>. <laughs> And at one time, they were even forced to abandon their home because there was an evasion coming in. So kind of sets the scene like she's a kid. Shit's going down, you know, and she's like, English is bad. So now picture it. Joan of Arc is now 13, frolicking around in a field, doing what peasants do, apparently, because that's always how they depict this in everything ever. She's just like, da-da-da-da-da, frolicking. But, you know, some also (laughs) say it's a garden. But either way, she's just like wandering around by herself and then she starts hearing voices and they say they have a mission for her plot twist they are saints being all floaty and golden or whatever and they're telling her that she needs to have a pious life she's like cool who are you and they say they are saint michael saint margaret and saint catherine and she's like cool done so she goes off and be all pious So now she's 16 and then she's visited by the saints again and they tell her that she needs to lead France to victory and get Charles of Valois crowned to the rightful king of France. And if it was me, I'd probably be like, dude, this isn't what you told me the first time. You told me to like be cool and be pious and now you're telling me to lead an army. But in reality, she never wants to question that the visions were from God. So she's like, got this. Let's do it. (laughs) It was actually three years before she began the mission. So... A lot of the sources are like, we don't know if she 
just waited because she didn't know how to begin or whether or not her family was like, you're not hearing voices. You're not going anywhere. So anyway, took three years. And uh, fun fact, there's actually no records that exist on her life between 1425 and 1428. So everything that happened, complete mystery. So eventually the saints talk to her and tell her that she needs to find Lord Baudricourt and that he's going to help her get this shit done. So in 1428, she appears in his office, which had to be like the most awkward first impression ever. She's like, hey, I'm Joan. Some saints talked to me in my head and they say, <laughs> they say it's God's Sorry. will for Charles the King. Are you down? You help me. And he apparently was like, no, you're crazy. And he laughed at her twice before he finally caved. And according to one version of events, Joan returned to his office, was able to tell him the French defeat of Orléans happened before anybody actually got back to tell him about it so he was like oh shit she called it it's real let's do this so he's on board now (laughs) and then she cuts off all her hair and dresses like a man because it's the middle ages and silly women can't be doing man things you know or distracting men by being all ladylike and whatnot so she's ready to go fight (laughs) so they went to chignon and charles valois Thinks it's a great idea to dress up like a courtier. And then he has his courtier dress up like the king. Because he's like, she ain't real. She ain't going to know it's me. And he's all smart and shit. But she walks <laughs> in and she's like, bam, you're Charles. You're the rifle king. Let's do this. And he was like, oh, my God. How'd she know it's me? Although, in my head, he just put, like, a mustache on. He was like, she'll never know. He, he. You know. <laughs> that is how I envision this. Because <laughs> I don't feel like he was very smart. Anywho, it is also said that later in private, she told him things that he's only said in prayer. So he was convinced that God was telling her things. So, but okay. not perfect. Sounds legit. Another one of those after the fact, everybody's dead and people are like, let's write that in there. It sounds better. That's what I'm assuming happened. And then he's impressed and then he decides to give her the army she asked for. There was also prophecies that had been circulating France for years that a maiden in armor was going to arise from the region of Lorraine and save the country. And boom, Joan shows up and she's fulfilling this prophecy. So she had a huge following at this point because everything spread. I mean, if you're just a peasant and no TV, you're probably bored. So you're like, man, this is the most drama I've seen my whole life. Let's, <laughs> yes, let's do this. So she shows up in Orléans in full battle gear. Even though she had never done anything besides be just a peasant girl frolicking in the flowers or whatever, she was, like, ready for war. So they go to Orléans, and they get there, and all the people are like, we need to strategize. We need a plan. And she's like, no, we don't. We're just, we're going to go for it. Let's just do this. God told me to do it. We're just going to charge. And they're like, no, you're just a girl. You have no experience. Blah, blah, blah. So they ignore her, and then she finally rallies the troops being like, hello, God's talking to me. Let's do this. And then they lay siege to the English troops. She's kicking ass, which is pretty impressive. Because, again, she's just a girl that's never been in a war before. And she's killing people and shooting people. And then, boom, she gets shot in the shoulder with an arrow. Big downer. But right after that, (laughs) she's like, oh, no, my shoulder. (laughs) But right after that, the English fly the white handkerchief. And they're like, okay, I surrender. So nine days after she shows up, the English surrender. Charles VII was crowned King of France in Rheims Cathedral, and he kept her by his side. And then he's like, hey, go to Paris and take that city. 
because you've done this job. You can do that. She's like, I got this. So she's kicking ass, shooting arrows, and then she's captured. Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic music. (laughs) (laughs) I ruined your moment. (laughs) Joan was held in an English-controlled city of ruin where her trial for heresy took place. She should have been held in an ecclesiastical prison where she would have been tended to and guarded by women, but instead she was kept in a secular jail. And because of that, she was constantly harassed. She was threatened and beaten by male guards. In the trial that followed, she was ordered to answer to 70 charges against her, including witchcraft, heresy, and dressing like a man. Uh Uh-oh. I would not survive the Middle Ages. I would not either. I was just thinking about it. Man. I'm a burner. She wears pants. <laughs> so from the beginning of this trial, it was a giant farce because the clerics initially refused to participate in the trial because from their side, they're like, well, if God's actually talking to her and we burn her, like we're fucked, you know? So, mm-hmm. But then they're also like, if she's telling the truth and the English have been wrong in God's eyes for continuing the war, that just their whole system's falling apart. So in their head, they're like, we have to prove she's wrong. We have to prove that she's guilty. So from the very beginning, she had no like chance. With no experience in leadership or military matters, Joan had proven herself as an exceptional strategist. She won every engagement she took part in. The judges knew that she had been examined for orthodoxy and purity, and she was found to be a good Christian and virgin. I don't even want to think about how they checked the virginity thing. That just sounds really gross, and I just don't like it. In order to convict her, the tribunal would have to trick her into confessing that she had lied about her visions and that she was guilty of heresy. I don't think I added that at the beginning because Charles didn't believe her. He made her go through this whole trial to make sure she was pure and stuff. So they're like, it's already on documentation and all that, that she was this. So according to the transcripts of her trial, she ably defended herself, especially at the moment when the judges tried to trick her by asking if she believed She was in a state of grace. Since the church claimed that no one could know one was in the state of grace, if Joan answered yes, then that would mean she was a heretic. If she answered no, she would be confessing herself as guilty and not being in God's grace. So her visions would be invalidated. Joan slipped through their trap answering simply, quote, If I am not, may God put me there. And if I am, may God keep me there. So they're trying to trick her that way and it didn't work. But then they're like, bitch, you're going to burn in fire. And then she got scared. Because at this time, she's 19 years old. Like, imagine all of us at 19 years old being like, we are going to burn you at the stake. It is going to hurt. It's going to suck. So she recanted. And <sighs> sucks for her. Because she said she was not directed by God to liberate France. But her visions returned at that moment. And they denounced her for trying to save her own life at the expense of the truth. So regardless of what you think, like if it was really God talking to her, you know, at that moment, she feels like they turned their back on her. And then even if it's just say she's schizophrenic, which some people said she was, then that means in her head, she feels like she's dying all alone for nothing. So either way, it had to have been so sad and scary. She was just a child. I I think of myself like, like I'm barely adult now. Yeah. <laughs> and to think of myself as a teenager, like 19 going on 20 or something, like I would not be able to handle some of those pressures at all. 
I know. Can't imagine, to be honest. Uh, I can't imagine. But she immediately, after her vision, withdrew her recantation, but she was sentenced to death anyway. And she was burned as a heretic at the state at ruin, calling upon the name of Jesus throughout her execution on May 30th, 1431. And then to make sure that she was actually dead, the court ordered her corpse to be burned twice and that her ashes be thrown into the Sin River. This is really sad. But you got to think about the church at the time. They're like, well, she can't live because that proves that we're wrong. And then everybody has to know she's dead because if she shows back up, proves that we fucked up, then we're screwed again. Yay, church. So Charles VII, whom Joan gave her life for, proved to be quite a dick and not a great monarch. Shocking. Attempts had been made to free Joan, but none of them were orchestrated by Charles. If he would have actually stepped up and been like, hey, don't do that, blah, blah, blah. It might have worked, but he didn't do anything. France would win the Hundred Years' War in 1453. And although there's like tons of books and a lot of people argue otherwise, you know, there's more evidence to say that because of Joan is the reason France won because she like rallied people. Everybody heard the story of her. Everybody was more passionate to win. And uh, she remains today the only figure in history ever to be condemned and then canonized by the Catholic church. So a posthumous retrial opened following the end of the war. Pope. Oh my God. I meant to look this up. Calixtus. It's got an X in the middle of the word, and it throws me out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't compute. So Calixtus the Third author uh, authorized the proceeding, which has been called the nullification trial, after Inquisitor General Jean Brehal and Joan's mother Isabel requested it. The trial is meant to determine if Joan's condemnation was justly handled, and of course, at the end of the investigation, Joan received a formal appeal in November of 1455. And the appellate court declared Joan innocent on July 7th, 50, or 1456. In the process of declaring a person a saint, the promoters of the prospective saint's cause are asked to vouch for four authentic miracles to secure a beautification and then two more miracles to get a canonization. So I thought this was so freaking cool and I didn't know about any of this. All the Catholics are like, duh. But anyway, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> The Holy Father can dispense one miracle if the candidate has founded a religious order. In Joan of Arc's case, this dispensation was granted because she saved France. Thus, three miracles suffice for her beautification. The three approved miracles that raised Joan to blessed were as follows. One, Sister Teresa of St. Augustine, who lived in Orléans, had been cured of leg ulcers. Two, Sister Julie Gauthier? Gauthier? Who lived in, oh, Lord, lived somewhere, was cured of a cancerous ulcer of her left breast. <laughs> at one time lived at, at a location and place. <laughs> it, it looks like favor rolls, but that is not what it is. In oh, yeah. So, it, well, you know, French only pronounced like three of the letters in the uh-huh. word. Like, I'm I'm thinking Spanish was the, yeah, with the L, but I can't remember what it is in French. Anyway, and then number three, mm-hmm. Sister Mary Seigneur, who lived in Fra, it looks like Frages, Frages, was miraculously cured of cancer of the stomach. So three nuns are cured. So she has her four miracles. 
And then Pope Pius X solemnly accepted these three miracles, fourth of you count France, as authentic on December 13, 1908. Quote, Joan of Arc has shown like a new star destined to be the glory not only of France, but of universal church as well. End quote. It was because of her heroic virtue that she was declared blessed and her beautification was held on April 18, 1909. And I'm not Catholic, so I didn't know what beautification meant. So here we go. <laughs> beautification is Latin for beautas, blessed, and then fascere, to make. It's a recognition accorded by the Catholic Church of a dead person's entrance into heaven and the capacity to intercede on behalf of individuals who pray in his or her name. So Catholics don't pray to God. They pray through people. So a beautification means people can pray to her. Hmm. So that happens. And that has to happen first before they can become a saint, which I did not know. Hmm. Two miracles more are needed for Joan of Arc to become canonized. And they were obtained and authenticated without much delay. But World War I put a stop to all such activities. In 1920, when all the wars were over and the French were victorious, the Vatican wanted to improve relations with the socialist government. The Holy See was willing to give them their saint if the French government would reestablish diplomatic relations. In his book, Saint Joan of Arc, Leon Cristani described his connection to one of the two miracles that caused Joan of Arc officially to be declared a saint. The miracle that he witnessed occurred in Lord Lourdes on August 22, 1909, during the procession of the Blessed Sacrament. The person in question was Therese Belin, who lay unconscious when the Blessed Sacrament passed before her. Cristani was desirous of seeing Joan canonized. He obtained permission from the Bishop of Orleans to invoke Joan of Arc during the blessing of the sick in hopes that a miracle would occur and it would be attributed to her intercession. At first, the invocation of the blessed Joan of Arc, Therese opened her eyes at the second she sat up on her stretcher and the third, and at the third she had felt that she'd been cured. He later interviewed her and her godmother about her illness. They informed him of various stages of her sickness and the operations that she had had. And her medical diagnosis was peritoneal and pulmonary tuberculosis, complicated by organic lesion of the mitral orifice. In plain English, she had tuberculosis of her lungs and abdominal cavity, which was complicated by a lesion in her mitral valve of her heart. So she was really, really sick. And then all of a sudden she's okay because they prayed to her. And the other recognized cure <laughs> occurred to Miss Miriam Yell. Yell? who had a diagnosis of perforating plantar affliction, which means she had a hole that went through the sole of her foot. Ow. No. Oh, both, both my toes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joan of Arc was canonized in the grand and solemn ceremony in St. Peter's Basilica on May 16, 1920, and her feast day is May 30th, the day of her death. On July 10th, 1920, the French government officially made May 8th a national holiday, St. Joan of Arc is the patron saint of France, prisoners, people ridiculed for their piety, rape victims, and soldiers. Often those in the military will wear her medal to seek her intercession and God's protection over them while they're serving their countries. So I thought that was really cool. I didn't know she was a patron saint of soldiers. And so really quick. I actually <laughs> I think I knew that one. I think I actually knew that, but through a movie. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but, like, you phrasing it that way, it just triggered a memory. I think, I can't remember the movie right now, but I know I've heard that somewhere. The The Messenger is one of the ones I I don't remember the movie. I just know that I've seen it. It's got the girl from that wrestling, that boxing movie. 
million dollar baby. What's her name? Hillary Swank. Yeah, she was her in one movie, The Messenger. And there's there's so many movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I didn't quite. I didn't realize she was the patron saint of rape victims either. So very interesting. So at first, I picked this because I s- glanced that the top five places haunted in France. She's at one. So I was like, oh, cool, ghosts. And then I did all this research and then I realized that there's not much on the ghost. So this is just a little blurb. <laughs> I looked everywhere. So it says the Basilica de Bois Chanou Dorame, a church dedicated to the memory of Jonah Arc in her hometown of Dorame. There have been several sightings of her ghost at the Basilica. And then I found this one quote from a dude named Patrick Zakim. And this is his experience there. Quote, near the site where she was executed, a church was built to honor her. And near a church, a large cross stand. And right beside it is where Joan of Arc died, was supposedly burnt alive. As I approached the site, I started seeing the last breath coming out of the young white girl being burnt. almost said buried. Burnt <laughs> alive. <laughs> what I felt from this girl is that she was quite young, about 20 years of age. And she was innocent and had no experience in life. She was short, around 5'3", and skinny. She was dressed in a light beige outfit that covered her body completely and reaches out and covers half of her forehead. She also had a frozen, frightening expression on her face, especially her mouth. It was as if she was melting down, as if all the muscles in her face had tightened up to the maximum. As long as I stayed there, I would keep seeing this young girl. This perception would go away when I leave this spot. Whether or not that was Joan of Arc, I can't say, but this is what I've shown. And this is what information came to me. So anyway, some dude on the internet is claiming he sees. If you stand in one spot, you see her burn alive. But nobody else says that. (laughs) Take that for what you will. (laughs) I did see it just says that you'll see her wandering around the church or like the area where she died and stuff. But it's really tragic. I mean, I knew she was young. I, I just don't think I've ever really put two and two together that she was 13 when all this started. Yeah. Which is just, which I think is the year, I don't know, like in school with psychology, there was always people that said that it was schizophrenia. Because schizophrenia can't start developing until you're a teenager. But it's usually like in your 20s. Yeah, like 25. Yeah, so I don't really... I mean, regardless, she believed it. Well, and and it's also what the troops and the people around her believed in, too. So regardless of what really became, at least good came out of it. In yeah. The of rallying the soldiers and whatnot. Yeah, because, I mean, there's some historians that are like, oh, it would have ended up the same. I just don't buy it. The French didn't, wasn't doing good. They were losing. Until she came around and all of a sudden it it turned the tide of that war towards their favor. So I, whatever it was, she's a goddamn hero. I know I went to Notre Dame in Paris and they have this beautiful statue of her. So yeah, I got to see that. But man, at 19 years old, I was doing nothing of any importance. And she's leading armies. Yeah, but now... We don't really need that now, though. It's true. Um, you just have to. I, I sometimes that hits me when I think of. But here's a random one Rihanna. Mm-hmm. 
I did not realize how young she is. She's actually just a little older than me or maybe even the same age. Because whenever I, when she hit big, I was just in high school. And in my thought, I always thought she was in her 20s. So I always thought she was like a good five to 10 years older than me. No, she was actually about the same age as me. Same like Taylor Swift to them. Mm-hmm. And um, so every now and then that hits me. Like, what am I doing when they're making millions? Um, hello. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> our world. But when you think about Joan of Arc and heroes of the past, where they were, it, it's just a different, different scenario. I'm happy to think that YouTube and some of the social media stuff has brought little heroes like like I think I saw on Ellen or some talk show that there's a little girl making and she made some kind of jewelry and apparently it's trending and a lot of people are buying it and the profits of that is going to charities and to people that need masks and like I or maybe not all the profits, but she did donate five thousand dollars. Like so, this little girl, Whoa. she donated thousands of dollars to charity, and she and they interviewed her, and she's just like a genuine good little kid. She's like nine. Oh. She didn't do it because her parents told her, or at least it doesn't come off that way. So either she's the best little actress in the world, or she's <laughs> a decent human being, and hopefully she does not get corrupted. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> and, love that. With us, without internet, like now, like, you know, growing up when I did, like, okay, we barely had dial-up. That was my childhood. Yeah. And I think where I grew up, which was in rural Arkansas, it wasn't like in New York City or near anything big. So it's like, you can, it's hard to make a big impact. And now it's a little bit better, but it's just hard. Yeah. I remember Nickelodeon was so big when I was a kid and they would do like the, oh, what do they call them? The phone bank things where they're like, call in and pledge stuff. So I would like clean up trash on the side of the road and be like, I'm helping. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing something. Yeah. Yeah. It was, we all do what we can with what we have. Yes, exactly. That is exactly it. And much less of a rant than I went on, so I apologize. (laughs) No. And that's also, like, with this isolation, I've seen people be like, oh, you have this time to do all the things you never could, and you should be super productive, and you should accomplish things. But we're also on Netflix. Yeah. (laughs) But we're also in a time of, like, extreme trauma, and it's it's scary. And so if you just want to sit on your couch and watch Netflix, that's cool, too. Mm -hmm. Don't feel the pressure, like, they're being like you need to do things no don't do that oh man marie posted something one of our amazing listeners i think it was the amount of productivity doesn't equal how much you're worth yes and i'm like i felt that because some days i'm like man i barely did anything Mm -hmm. but sometimes i'm just mentally not able to either with add or just just for whatever reason. And then other days, I get shit done. Yeah. It's know, just how it feels. Like, some days I can get everything done, and some days it's lucky if I'm if I'm out of bed, that's good. Yeah. I, had, 
I had a very anxious day yesterday for no reason whatsoever. And then I felt like shit. And I was like, I'm just going to take a nap. <laughs> I think yesterday was a bad day. I had a bad day. My mom did. Emery did. Like, we were just having a rough day. And then hearing that, was it a full moon last night? Please I don't me. know. Yeah, I Damn. felt horrible. I couldn't stop coughing, which I know is just allergies. But it's still, it's like my chest hurt. And I was starting to get a little worried. I was like, oh, no. Because I had to go places recently and i'm like oh and just everything gets overwhelming so i don't know someday 100 years from now somebody's gonna have a podcast about what's happening now tell stories about all the shit we did in isolation 100 years from now they're gonna be like podcast or like what is that they're not gonna know what this is oh it's true knows what technology will be in 100 years the historical record why are these people talking those are selfies jimmy (laughs) Whatever his name is, Jimmy Kimmel, that Jimmy, he converted it. That's when he told the Back to the Future people. Oh, yeah, I love that skit. That was good. And he's like, what, is, what are you doing? He's like, this is how we take historical documents. <laughs> it's like taking a selfie. So, yeah, all that rant just to say that, yeah, your predict- productivity is not your worth. Yeah, just do what you can, people, for yourself or for those around you or both. We're can. all struggling. So Don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't be a dick. dick. Just be nice and just do what you can. You know, we're all, we're all in this. I don't want to say we're all this together because some of us have it way worse, like medical care professionals and. Or way better. And I think of, I love that, like, stay in your house. It's not so bad. And then it's like Will Smith and his mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh yeah, it wouldn't be so bad if I had a pool and a bowling alley and. Tennis court. Tennis court. Yeah. That'd be fun too. Stuck in this tiny ass house. did you hear what lady gaga's doing yeah yeah i heard she raised like 30 million dollars in like the first 12 hours or something Something like that yeah i'm uh, really impressed even uh britney spears is paying people's groceries and rent oh that's so sweet she she even emory found it on reddit or somewhere and it she said tweet me or whatever contact her if you have lost your job or you're having struggles and you want me to pay for your week's groceries or you need help with your rent so she is like helping people with their bills mm-hmm. um sweet. i know i'm like you know. i love how many liquor companies and now i've seen some cosmetic like jeffree star cosmetics is starting it they're all converting their companies into making hand sanitizer for yes companies. uh one of the local breweries here in little rock is doing that actually mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. My sister got them. Yeah. He's like, bring a container and we'll fill you up. Yeah, I just saw today that Jeffree Star is converting his entire makeup empire into hand sanitizers. That's great. Doctors and stuff, which also it just really breaks my heart that nurses are using the same mask for like a week in a row and they have no sanitizer and they don't have the proper equipment. Man. So we uh, we love you guys. <laughs> so and we're also thinking we're gonna pretty soon we'll have like a limited edition t-shirt and proceeds half of the proceeds will go to charity so keep a lookout it will launch soon yeah. our tiny tiny way of helping <laughs> every little bit helps that's what i always yeah yeah and uh yeah so what do you got uh which which would you rather you pick um random okay Okay, so my random is TV. That was the what I was given. 
So I have looked up all kinds of TV anniversaries. So how old shows are. Yeah. And this is why I said you were old. (laughs) Oh, man. I've noticed I don't feel old when shows from when I was a kid, like how they are. Like that doesn't quite make me feel old. It's the ones that are now 10 years old. I'm like, oh, I feel like I just watched those. (laughs) Um, It's me. So let's get started. And I'm just going to read them off. I'm not going to say a lot about them. I'm just going to like boom, 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 boom. All right. All right. So some shows, and this is for 2020. So some shows that are now 10 years old, that's Blue Bloods, Boardwalk Empire, Downton Abbey. That one caught me. Downton Abbey is now 10 years old. Pretty Little Liars. I saw that in college, and that doesn't feel 10 years old either, but it is. Walking Dead, Mike and Molly, Hot in Cleveland, and Hawaii Five-0, the newer one, obviously. Oh. Uh, do you feel old already? Is this already sinking in? I do. I've never watched Blue Bloods, but I've never would have thought it was that old. Like, I hear it. Yeah. I'm just now starting to hear about it. I don't know if it's because it's on the Netflix. Dead. That sucks because we're only on, like, season five or something. My mom's like, catch oh, yeah, up there's talk about it. And I'm like, oh, no. There's tons of seasons. <laughs> five more years. <laughs> All right. 15th anniversary. That's Doctor Who. <gasps> Do we do? Granted, this is like shows that have premiered since 2005. Dark 2 has been around forever. Yeah, 50, um, but that's since the reboot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. How I Met Your Mother. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The Office and Supernatural. And Supernatural oh. just ended oh. on the 15th anniversary. I love Supernatural so much. I, I still need to watch like the last four seasons. <laughs> Okay, the 10th anniversary, you should watch that one. They, uh, a school is doing Supernatural. The musical? musical. Oh, it's my favorite. I love it so much. It made me laugh so hard, but I don't think I've watched anything after that, so I need to get caught up. Uh, Emery and I, we binged it for like several weeks, and we made it to season 11 or 12 and then we just kind of really got tired of the show we're like we need something else so we we stopped and hopefully we'll we'll get back to it okay so 20th anniversary 20 years curb your enthusiasm oh that just ended like last week didn't it 20 years yeah i think so dora the explorer holy shit that's that old (laughs) Uh, that probably makes sense because I remember babysitting and like I babysat two boys that were five and six and the only time they would stop talking was when they were watching Dora the Explorer (laughs) Uh, Gilmore Girls oh man really Mm -hmm. Malcolm in the Middle Queer as Folk (laughs) oh Queer as Folk I don't even know that show but that title cracks me up my Where's sister was really into that one. I never watched it. Survivor. Yes. Yeah, I remember that in high school. So. Yeah. So as you get as it gets older, like you're like, okay, this makes more sense. But that was that first set, like, man, ten years ago, <laughs> twenty five years, and that is the Drew Carey show. Oh. Goosebumps, wow. Mad TV. <gasps> I miss Mad TV. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Uh, Xena, the warrior princess. Oh, hell. My dad loved that show when I was a kid. Me and too. 
so I knew it was old, but I didn't realize it was just new and happening right then when I was little. Like, oh, so that's actually current. <laughs> um, Star Trek Voyager, News Radio, and the uh, Wayne Brothers. Oh. 30th anniversary. Oh, man. <laughs> this one like hits home a little bit for me because <laughs> one of my kid shows. That, like, so these all premiered in 1990. Beverly Hills. 90210. Oh, okay. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. And Living Color. Oh, I love in that done. Living Color. Like, <laughs> like OG Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, Law and Order Northern Exposure. My mom loved that show. <laughs> She's all about it. Regrets. That one hit home with me because I'm like, that was my childhood. That was mine too. It's so funny because when my sister, I keep talking about how she's, you know, converting to Judaism, but she's like, how do you know so much about Judaism? I'm like, um, Rugrats. Because yeah, they always did you? The, yeah, and like they did their Passover episodes. I'm like, I I know my stuff. <laughs> good good stuff. And most of that is Twin Peaks, 35th anniversary. East Enders, Golden Girls. Aw. Yeah. Growing Pains. I'm like, okay. Diver, Moonlighting, Mr. Belvedere, Neighbors, and 227. Huh. Those hitting their 40th anniversary, and that's Bosom Buddies and Magnum P.I. <laughs> 45th is the Jeffersons, One Day at a Time. Saturday Night Live, they're hitting their 45th. Wow. Uh, Welcome Back, Cotter, and Wonder Woman. Oh, man. 50th, 50th is All My Children, which is a soap opera that oh, my family loves. Yeah. My grandma. And it's still going on today, All My Children. Or no, and they just, actually, it's not. That's, they, uh, they canceled it. Just like a couple years ago, but almost all the actors and actresses went to other soap opera shows. Oh, their town is still there, and they some of them still play the same characters, they just moved. Well, that's cool. I remember my Mima and my mom watched that, and then Days of Our Lives, which I think that one got canceled too. I vaguely remember being in the checkout line and seeing, like, everybody fired from Days of Our Lives. Yeah, they were canceled around the same time, both of them. Young and the Restless is still going, and that was one. Is that a thing? Like, is it going to survive? Because all the people that have watched it are, like, all of our grandparents and parents. And do young people watch that still? Let me know. Email us. <laughs> do you still watch soap operas? I'm interested. Is it yeah, the people I know that still watch it is, like, my Aunt Kim. And her, you know, she just turned 60. Yeah, it's interesting. Because, I mean, I watched it when I was younger because my mom and my grandma did. But obviously somebody still watches this. Like, it has to be, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My, I would think those who stay at home maybe watch it now. Maybe. I don't know. That is a good question. If you watch this and you are under 45 or under 50, we'll put it at 50. If you're under 50 and you still watch any of these shows, please let us know because we're kind of wondering these statistics. This is data we are collecting. (laughs) We just need to know information. All right. Uh, The Partridge family. It's also their 50th anniversary. Oh, wow. 
55 Days of Our Lives. There's that oh, one. Oh, yeah, there we go. It premiered in 1965. Uh, Get Smart, Gidget. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Green Acres, Hogan's Heroes, Hollywood Squares, I Dream of Janie, and Lost in Space. Oh, I did watch I Dream of Janie on Nick at Night a lot. Mm-hmm. Her little. I always wanted to I did a little thing with my head and be like, oh, oh yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, 60th anniversary is the Andy Griffith show, Aww. Bugs Bunny show, Danger Man, The Flintstones. I relate to that one a lot. Popeye the Sailor, The Three Sons, and The Three Stooges show. Okay. I heard a horrible joke yesterday. What's the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Oh. <laughs> I saw it too. I laugh because the guy that's telling that joke is so funny. Like how he just can't get the words out. But go ahead. Please tell us the joke. Just in case you hadn't heard it. The Abu Dhabi do the Flintstone. That's <laughs> oh, good. It was. The fact that that man, when he's telling it, like just couldn't breathe. He thought it was so He was wheezing. Funny. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. As he played it yesterday, I'm like, that's good. That's a good one. Then it's. 65th is Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Captain Kangaroo, Gunsmoke, Honeymooners, Lawrence Welk Show, Little Rascals, and Mickey Mouse Club. I did not know Mickey Mouse Club was that old. I didn't either. Since 1955. Wow. I only know Mickey Mouse Club with like... Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears and Christina. I know that's what we hear a lot. It's like, what stories are big now? Like, that's the only ones I know. I did not know that it was actually before this. Like Ryan Gosling. Like, oh Oh, man, they were all in it together. I have no idea before. (laughs) (laughs) Seventieth anniversary is your hit parade and your show of shows. Seventy fifth is Casper the Friendly Ghost. And last, uh, we're going to skip to the 90th anniversary, and that's Betty Boop. Oh, man. 90? Mm-hmm. Holy shitballs. So that's from the 30s? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I probably knew that, but damn. I know. It's just like, I just, there are things that, yeah, 1930. Exactly. These are things like I knew were old, but I don't. Doesn't quite hit. Because, <laughs> like, my grandfather was born in 33. So it's like Benny Boop is actually older than my grandpa. Wow. I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is nuts. And it's so fun. I, I You know, especially like TV, there's like certain things that kind of define certain people's like childhoods and stuff. So it's so interesting to see. Like how old things are, like what we remember and what our parents will remember. Okay, I have a few more because I found two articles that had a really good list. And this one's not near as long. It's just a few. Another thing that's turning 10, 10 years old. And again, it's the 10 years that blow my mind, I think, more than the super old ones. I'm like, I just watched this. Like same with The Office. Like I just binged The Office like a couple years ago. And you see it's dating itself a little bit when you see them go from flip phones to (laughs) smartphones. I find that funny. But other things like parenthood is now 10 years old. Wow. Like the one with Dax Shepard. 
Yep, I think so. Holy crap. And the lady from Gilmore Girls, she's in it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, Where she's like. Whatever her name is. She's dating her brother from that show. They've been together. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> I want to be Lorelai Gilmore because she had a bed and breakfast. Kind of <laughs> a, like teenage child thing. Uh, this one caught me that it's 10 years old, and that is the regular show from Cartoon Network. Really? Yes. I cannot tell you how many times the teens made me watch that, and I never understood what the hell was going on, ever. I had no idea it was that old. The regular show is one of those shows that I thought would be completely stupid, and it is completely stupid. <laughs> but it's funny. <laughs> it grabs my attention. It does. We watched it every day. Like, <laughs> I swear I worked. I'm like, oh, we play video games and we watch TV when I talk about work. But I mean, whatever. That, that's one of the shows where like every teen would stop what they were doing and wander over to the TV and sit down. Yes. Rizzoli and Isles. Rizzoli and Isles. That's 10 years old as well. Huh. I feel like I just saw a commercial on TBS for that starting. Does time exist anymore? No. <laughs> um, Adventure Time is also 10 years old. No way. I knew it had several seasons, but it just seems like, oh, yeah, it is like 10 years old. Wow. That's another one we watched all the time. That one was so <laughs> weird. Here's one that's 20 years old, and that's Even Stevens. Do you remember that show from Disney? Kind Even of. I never watched it's it. It's Kyle LaBeouf. It's his first show. <laughs> and I remember it when I was a kid. Because 2000, I was in third grade. So, like, like this was, like, perfect. You were in the third grade? Yes. That means you were in the sixth grade when I graduated high school. Shh. Uh, another one that's 20 years old is Jackass. Oh, wow. Okay, so sidebar. I went and I uh-huh. saw Steve-O in San Antonio. And holy shit. Like, he does, it's kind of like he tells stories and then he has videos. And it's like Jackass on steroids. And I have never in my life gagged before watching a video. But I thought mm-hmm. I was going to literally vomit. <laughs> It was funny. Like Zeke was laughing his ass off, but I was like, <laughs> like it was oh, it was a lot. Anyway. Okay, I'm just going through them. Most <laughs> of these are the same, so I was picking out how old is the Simpsons? Are is there anyone one of those? I remember them from when I was a kid. Like little um, Simpsons is super old. Like I family guy catches me off guard. Family guy aired in nineteen ninety-nine. Holy shit, really? Yeah, and you know, and Simpsons are older than them, too. Yeah. As you can tell, just like rounded off numbers, like if they're hitting their 20th or 10th or 30th ones this year. So, Simpsons. 1992? How old are the Simpsons? Oh, my God, 1987. Oh, the Tracy Ullman show. This started as a short. I didn't know that. Did you know that? <laughs> 1987? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Simpsons are older than me. 
What? I did not know that. That's funny. So, 31 this year. Wow, that's almost as old as me. Mind blown. The only shows <laughs> we watched as like a family was The Simpsons and Ren and Stimpy. This probably explains a lot about who I am today. <laughs> my dad and I, we watched, my dad was controlling, so he like ran the TV. Mm. And um, granted, most of it was decent. It's probably from my love of sci-fi that came from him because we watched Stargate. <laughs> oh, yeah. And But we, every night though, and even my mom enjoyed it too. Like we watched Simpsons, we watched King of the Hill, Futurama. All of those they came on late night. Oh, those are all really good. I liked Futurama. I know. Futurama, <laughs> like, it needed to be canceled, and I'm also sad it was canceled. Like, yeah. What happened now? I, there's so many things in my head right now. I'm like, what can I binge? All these sound so good. <laughs> yeah, Simpsons are on Disney Plus, and I'm like, hmm. Oh, yeah. I think they're on Hulu, too, yeah. if you have that. We went to Universal and we went, they have like Simpsons land or whatever. And then I was just like geeking the fuck out because this is my childhood. So he's like, what's that? And I'm like, no, <laughs> he didn't have a TV growing up. So he didn't enjoy the exciting television that I did. I should make him watch it. <laughs> so like the first few seasons, the animation's different and the voice is different for Homer. It kind of annoys me. I like the newer guy. It's that's how it is, I think, for everybody when they're figuring out like Family Guy, it's okay in the first three, but then season three is when everyone finally settles, uh, like, finally settles their voices. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lois goes a little bit higher, Peter, I think, goes a little bit higher, and then they change Meg to was her name, Mia, uh, Mila. Mila Kunis. Yes, yeah. she's now Meg, and so, like, oh, this is much better. It took me forever to realize Seth Green was the voice, and mm-hmm. it just blew my mind. Because <laughs> oh, I love him. They all went higher. Yeah, they yeah. all. So if you watch the first, especially if you watch the pilot, and then you watch first episode of season three, you'll like hear a dramatic difference of all their voices. Yeah, I love Seth Green <laughs> from Buffy and Robot Chicken. <laughs> He's so funny. Oh, I'm like I'm geeking out. I love TV too much. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I feel old now. I'm like just sinking it in, like aged. <laughs> like, no, there's other thing like Buffy that came out when I was in high school. Oh, and Charmed. Yeah, I, before high before school. My dad um, loved Charmed, and I don't know if it was just because they were all hot or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> possible. <laughs> but yeah, he watched that all the time. Man, but what's going to happen is all these are going to get rebooted because nobody wants to come up with an original idea. Oh, yeah, Charmed, Charmed got rebooted. Yeah, Charms did, Twin Peaks did, MacGyver did. Uh, I don't know if they're doing good. I never watched any of those. Oh, I only I only laugh because I, I love MacGruber, which is the Saturday night. <laughs> it's like MacGruber and it like does a whole jam. But I was going to save the day. And no matter what, it always blows up. And every skit, they're in the exact same bunker, like exact same thing, whatever random objects. And then like there's one where he's broke and needs money. And it's, oh my God, it's so priceless. It's so funny. Uh, 
Yeah, I forgot about that. That is really funny. I like him. He's he's funny. Was it Will Forte? I think. Yeah. If you ever watched Last Man on Earth, I haven't seen it, but it seems pretty funny. You should, because the first few episodes, it's just him, because he's the last (laughs) man on Earth, and he's so funny. It's like the best of the SNL of him, but it's really funny because it's set, I think, like this year, and that there's a giant virus that wipes out the entire population (laughs) of like the world and he's the only one that survives and i'm like oh this didn't age well (laughs) oh my gosh because it's all very like very it's too real (laughs) yeah i think if i rewatch it i'd be like oh no but like as time goes by he finds a couple other people but i'm just like oh no (laughs) i'm not gonna survive uh apocalypse because i don't do cardio i can't run so if there's zombies i'm gonna be dead yeah yeah yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> how it's gonna go. <laughs> I've been I've been laughing at Emery because he's just like we're both pretty bad about being too sedentary during this, but he's been even a little bit more so, and so he's like out of breath when we get to the car. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I think part of it is an exaggeration for my benefit because it's always funny, and then part of it I'm like, do I need to call nine one one? Like it always makes me like. <laughs> Oh, well, we've been walking a mile every day, but I'm like, this is not enough. We're not going to survive an apocalypse. Oh, what was super funny is so Emery playing Mordor. He's playing this game, and one of his elvish powers is that he can teleport. So he, he shoots an arrow, and he can shoot a, a, an enemy super far and teleport right to them. It's a cool power in the game. And then... Once he was out of arrows, so we had to run. <laughs> get over there. He's like, God damn, I have to run over this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, I'm like, see, <laughs> you're a very fake fictional character in a video game. Is you're killing me as us. <laughs> He's oh. like, you're trying to make him fat like me. <laughs> killing me (laughs) that is so funny oh man that's a good note that was a good one i hope you enjoyed this i hope you don't feel too old or maybe maybe you want to go rewatch some stuff yeah we got got a perfect opportunity because stay stay home if you can you know so watch watch tv or play a cleaning house. I like to do that. Oh, yeah. I like having background. There's only a few shows where I'm like, I end up sitting down and watching the show. Yeah, it has to be something I've already seen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, normally, Harry Potter is my go to because I can just listen to it and I know every word or like Princess Bride or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been watching Nailed It lately, the new one. Mm-hmm. I can just cackle because it's just so. Who. I, I just don't understand <laughs> how anybody can be that bad. And I think it's like, I think if I timed myself, I'd probably be that bad too. So I'm like, they just, they're destined to fail. Nobody can make a giant whale from Moby Dick in two hours. But it's so funny to laugh at. It is. <laughs> yeah. It truly is. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks guys for listening to our part one anniversary. And our randomness. <laughs> Sorry. So much randomness. Uh, ADD. 
It's real. <laughs> it's so real. So real. So definitely if you want to be watching along and commenting and all that good stuff and all the extra content and, you know, all the things, it's patreon.com slash historicalafpod. Yeah, if you'd like to see what we look like without makeup, definitely Patreon. You get the real. <laughs> I haven't brushed my hair in like two days. <laughs> That's why it's in a bun. So nobody will know. It is. I mean, I brushed it yesterday. Slightly sooner. <laughs> I redo the bun every day, but it's a uh, struggle's real. And also, our merch site is back up. They had to shut it down for a little bit because they were trying to make sure that everybody was safe and how they could run everything safely with enough, like, social distancing and all that stuff. So, they figured it out in that shop.spreadshirt.com slash historicalafpod. And we will have merch up soon. That will be uh, SIP, Stay in Place, and half the proceeds will go to charity. So we'll have all that information up soon. So watch our social media. Um, yep, yeah, our social media, of course, is Historical Life Pod, and we do all kinds of craziness, as in memes and just. Uh, I love randomly. Kina is, is is the main trooper here, and she will be consistently. And every every now and then, you get some crazy ass stuff at two a.m. for me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> It happens the best when I can't sleep and I found fine stuff. So it always cracks me up and I hopefully it does y'all too. And please send us stories to our Gmail. Yes. A pod, a Gmail. We need stories always, always. And we're always curious. Mm-hmm. Do it now. Yeah. Enjoy. We want to hear about everything. Family history, ghost stories, some weird ass shit happening in your hometown. Or if you have a really cool anniversary coming up, like if yeah. it's your wedding anniversary or like, oh, my town celebrates this that happens every year, this festival. Uh, please share that. We, we want to yeah. know. Do you have any like feel good news? We can also use that too. That's always good too. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> this is a time we need a lot of feel good shit. So send your feel good shit. And murder. Yeah. Feel good shit and murder. That's how we go. Hand so- in hand. <laughs> <laughs> yin and yang <laughs> it all goes together so thank you guys for a thank year of dealing with us whole year here's to many more you're strong people uh, <laughs> very appreciative <laughs> i know some of you guys have been with us since like day one and i'm like man thanks <laughs> appreciate it most appreciate definitely it. Didn't leave us because all y'all are so awesome i love meeting everyone I know. I think that's why I push Patreon so much is because we get to meet you guys more like personally and we actually get to know you. And I yeah. just know everybody. They are my friends now. So cool. And it's just like statistically you think. I, I just I don't understand how all of you guys are too cool for me. We are the misfits and we're happy to find other misfits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nerds united. <laughs> Separately. <everybody>. Separately. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. We'll see Bye. you next week. Bye. Okay, I got to pee. <laughs> Please put that in there. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs>